Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to On the Ball with Rick Buecher. Here's your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buecher. Rick Buecher. This is On the Ball on the United Wecast Network, and I am Rick Buecher. You can see me on FS1, hear me on Fox Sports Radio, and you can read me on the new Fox Sports app, or maybe the not-so-new Fox Sports app. You can also find me on foxsports.com. And you can also follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at Rick Buecher. I'm a lot of places. But there's only one place you can hear me talking about story angles and perspectives that you are not likely to find anywhere else, primarily but not exclusively involving the NBA. That is here. So this has been an emotional week here at On The Ball, which is one of the reasons I've been teasing the topic of fatherhood as it relates to what I'm seeing and hearing from several notable NBA players and what I happen to be experiencing myself at the moment. Apologies for the erratic production of episodes, but here's the deal. I'm back in Cincinnati where I grew up because my father is ill and in the hospital. It's somewhat to be expected at this stage of his life. He's 92 years old and has a weakening heart. And it's weird to say that about my dad because his physical strength and his heart, both in the literal and figurative sense, have always been incredibly strong. The man was still playing soccer at age 64. He was still working two days a week for a woodwork company at age 88. Uh, I still fancy myself as being an athlete, but I don't expect to come anywhere close to his benchmarks of longevity. Anyway, I'm watching him slowly succumb to father time while simultaneously celebrating a rise in prominence by my kids as athletes. My daughter is a redshirt freshman playing Division I hoops. My son is a high school senior playing for a state championship in football this weekend and will join a basketball squad that has a chance to do the same. There was a time when I could count myself as the best athlete in the family and Now, I might be the worst because my wife can still get after it too. In one way, it's humbling. In another, it fills me with pride to see those closest to me getting after it and having success. Oh, and my son is named after my father, both Matthias's. So, there's that too. Uh, Speaking of fathers and sons, and not to 
get away from the uh, personal interlude here, but uh, because we have the holidays coming up and gift giving, I want to mention a special deal I have for my listeners exclusively through one of my sponsors, Mizzen and Maine, the maker of men's apparel from performance sportswear material. It is not only my favorite shirt, they don't not only make my favorite shirts, they also happen to be my high school son's favorite shirts. And you might know how difficult it is to find things that high school boys like to wear. He loves it because the material is is exactly like his workout gear. Stretchy, dry fit material, but expertly made into fashionable and fashionably fitting shirts, slacks, polos, and hoodies. I love the feel and the fit as well, which is why I wear them almost exclusively in all my TV and public appearances. The styles and the patterns are cool as well. I've got shirts that spice up any suit I pull out of my closet. On top of all that, they're wrinkle-resistant. They don't have to be sent to the dry cleaners. Uh, A simple cold wash and hang them up will do the trick. And here's the best part. Uh, Here on On the Ball, the sale is still going on. When you place your order at mizzenandmain.com, that's M-I-Z-Z-E-N-A-N-D-M-A-I-N.com, and use the promo code BUCHER35, that's my last name, B-U-C-H-E-R-3-5. You will get $35 off your order. Now, some places that would just cover the cost of shipping, but guess what? Mizzen Maine provides free shipping on all orders. So go to mizzenandmaine.com now. That's mizzenandmaine.com and put your order in with the promo code BUCHER35 for the dress shirt your high schooler will love to wear no matter what the occasion, and get one for yourself as well and see what all my fuss is about. I promise you that no dress shirt you wear will be as comfortable as this one, and you will look sharp. I bring all this father-son content up because of how my life goals and time have been affected by the evolution of my family, which seems to have sped up in the last few weeks. And I can't help but think on some level, everybody is affected in a similar way, NBA players included. And this, quite honestly, is something that I didn't always give a whole lot of thought to. And I just wondered, well, maybe I'm not alone. Maybe there's a lot of my listeners and a lot of fans who haven't quite thought about it in the same way either. Because before I had kids, my priority was my career becoming the best at what I did. My life, my schedule, my resources were all devoted to that. I wouldn't say I spent all my time working, but it was the priority. Working out, socializing, whatever, I fit it in around my work. Then I had kids and not much changed as far as my ambition, other than it was amplified. Now I had a reason to work hard for someone in something bigger than myself. I wasn't just trying to create the life that I dreamed of for me. I was trying to create it for three other people, my wife and my two kids. I wanted to provide my family with all its wants and needs. I had obligations to help my wife to do family things, but when my kids were super little and one came right after the other, my wife didn't work and we had a nanny. I was still free to travel and focus on my career pretty much as I always had. 
The turning point came when my kids were around four or five years old. I was ready, even eager to be a dad. I still loved my job, but ESPN wanted me back in Bristol for studio work more than ever. And combined with my travel for playoffs and sideline reporting and writing for the magazine, I was gone all the time. And that's not how I saw myself being a dad. The magazine, which originally hired me, had also moved from New York to Bristol. And I knew that in some ways that meant the end of the magazine as I knew it. Which, uh, this is what I've learned. A magazine run by TV-oriented people is different than a magazine run by writers. Now, I had an offer at the time to do a Bay Area radio show. And I was intrigued by the challenge of breaking out of just covering the NBA. I'd never done a full-time radio show before. My objective had once been to be the utmost authority on the NBA. But where I was in life and rules of engagement were changing. You've probably seen or read that Michelle Beadle, another former ESPN employee who was there about the same time I was, believes that LeBron James and Maverick Carter pushed to have her fired and replaced by Rachel Nichols. I don't know for a fact that happened, but I believe that it did because I was fighting some of the same forces. When I got passed over for someone else to be on the NBA pregame and halftime shows, I suspected why. Uh, I was not ever in the LeBron camp or the Maverick Carter camp because you had to pledge fealty. You had to have a blind allegiance. And I had just never worked that way. I didn't want to and wouldn't shape my commentary about LeBron or Maverick or anyone else because of their influence and my desire to make sure that they were influential on my behalf. Developing relationships and trusting people is one thing, but making it a transaction is another. Now, there was a time that the companies I worked for, including ESPN, didn't just respect that, but admired it, defended it encouraged it. And what I found, at least in my last days over there, is that those days were over, at least in Bristol. So I decided to shift. I decided I needed to shift to make to take my many years of experience, my array of contacts, and my willingness to be teachable and explain to fans of the NBA, the NFL, college football, golf, whatever, the forces at work behind the scenes that impact what they see on the field or court, what you see on the field or court, and what you read or hear from athletes, coaches, and executives. I pivoted in part because I wanted to create a life that would also allow me to be a dad, to coach my kids, to read, them, read to them at night, to be there when they had questions or were scared or simply wanted to sit in my lap. It didn't matter to them what I did at the time. And so what I did mattered just a little less than it did before. I still tried to do it to the best of my ability. I don't know that that will ever change, but it was no longer the be-all and end-all. I had more than one iron in the fire now. And then my kids reached an age where they understood what I did. When my job suddenly had a cool factor with them when they had questions about it, when their eyes widened, if I got a text or a call from a player or coach that they knew, when their friends said that they'd seen me on TV or followed me on social media. Now, I've always taken pride in my work, as I said, but now I had an audience keeping tabs on me that I'd do anything not to disappoint. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I also understand that fatherhood doesn't hit everyone the same way. And I could talk about any number of players I know who are dedicated fathers or have clearly shaped their careers with their kids in mind. I'm not going to try to talk about all of them. I'm going to focus on two, Draymond, Draymond Green, and LeBron James, because their fatherhood has just been so visible and meaningful to them of late. The Warriors' Draymond has talked about how his motivation and love for what he does has, has been renewed this season by his kids in part, reaching an age in which they are aware of what he does. Sounds familiar to me. They didn't have a grasp of who he was and what he did when the Warriors hit their stride four or five years ago. And now he wants them to know just how good dad is at what he does. Now, I imagine in part he became a champion and an all-star because he made that his primary focus and goal and did it at a time where kids weren't really interested in anyway. Being a dad, though, doesn't allow the same all-consuming approach necessarily. Compromises have to be made. It's not that they're incompatible. It's just it requires a different approach than the one you might have used to reach a level of ex excellence before, if, particularly if you were just consumed. Now, when I talk to some GMs and scouts about Russ Westbrook, for example, being a worse shooter now than he was early in his career, particularly when it comes to free throws, they suggested in part that it may be because he's a family man now and is simply not spending the same hours going back to the gym to shoot at night or get in extra sessions. Now, I don't know how aware fans are of the work that NBA players put in on their skills, but it's a lot more than team practices and shoot-arounds, I assure you. The ones who amount to anything put in as much time on their own in the gym and weight room as they do with team-mandated stuff. The guys are, who are only doing what the team asks them to do do not last. You can almost see it. You see the guys that are the last ones in and the first ones out. Those are the guys you generally don't see coming into training camp the following year. The skills and knowledge acquired getting to the top of the mountain, I believe, can be utilized so the compromise doesn't preclude getting to the top of the mountain again. I've seen people do it in a variety of fields, so I believe that it can be done. LeBron James meanwhile, is in a different place than Draymond. I see him at the stage that I currently occupy, where he's watching Bronny coming into his own, watching him grow with each season, each game, his arrow clearly pointed skyward, something that he doesn't want to miss a minute of. Now, where Bronny and what he's doing becomes his greatest source of pride. Let's say that LeBron has nothing left to prove. On some level, I'm sure he knows that. The great challenge is believing your life will be incomplete if you don't reach the top of the mountain. 
that it's your destiny, that you are compelled to do whatever it takes to get there, that the job is not done unless you stand at the summit once more. And I just wonder if LeBron truly feels that way at this stage. No matter what the LeBron sycophants will try to sell you, he's not improving as a player. He is improving in certain areas, but overall, he can't do what he once could. He has improved in some areas, but he has slipped more greatly in others. And that spiral is only going to continue. So how badly does he want to work? Not to expand his abilities, but just to slow down their overall deterioration. I assure you, slowing the decline is not nearly as inspiring or motivating as working to untap your full potential. If for no other reason, then it's so hard to measure. You know when you're better at something than you were a week or a month or a year before. You never can be sure if you successfully worked hard enough to keep the slippage to an absolute minimum. You just know that there's going to be slippage. For those of you who have yet to be fathers, or for my women listeners, I hope all this doesn't just prompt you to view players who evolve from, say, young single dudes to married dudes to married with family dudes and consider how their relationship to the game inevitably changes because of who and what they are off the court. I also hope it prompts some thought about the men and the fathers in your lives and the dynamics they may be dealing with at a particular juncture and how those dynamics are sure to shift as time passes. Because we, as a group, men and fathers, that is, aren't always the most talkative, revealing bunch. We like to figure stuff out and then let you know what's going on or what went on. And if we haven't figured it out, then we're less likely to talk about it until we do. What I'm experiencing are all these inner dialogues about what is going on around me with my dad and my son and my daughter, and all the various emotions and reflections and epiphanies I'm having that make me feel as if I'm some, I'm some rocky shoreline, uh, waves lapping at my ankles. I got a particular beach in my mind right now. And I'm consumed with the task of just keeping my balance, wanting to know what my dad leaving and my son coming into his own means for me, and knowing in my heart that all it means, all I have to do in this new reality, is be available to both of them. But that, in moments of weakness, feels very untethered. And in any case, I can't help but wonder if LeBron is going through some of that himself. Obviously not dealing with the father aspect of it, but that the tug of seeing Bronny play or working out with him rather than spending those hours in a gym figuring out how to get Anthony Davis going or Russ Westbrook less volatile, even if those hours with AD and Russ are what might be necessary to win a title, is he more interested in, nah, you know what, I'm going to go see Bronny play or I'm going to get in and get, get some shots up with Bronny. I don't know. I just wonder. And whatever the choice he makes, it's his to make. 
I wouldn't blame him in the least if he was more interested in seeing Bronny win a championship than winning another one himself. And yes, I know, you can have interest in both. But one or the other has to take precedent. That's how championships are won. With everything, quite honestly, that's how it works. And I know which one would mean more to me. All right, that does it for this episode of On the Ball on the United Wecast Network. Please rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the point in the show where I tell you what is going to be in the next episode. And I can tell you, I don't know what is going to be in the next episode because I will be traveling, heading back home tomorrow. And we will see what unveils itself between now and then. In the meantime, as always, thanks for listening. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 